there's nothing like a little bit of old school Barclays to really make your weekend, is it? Ah, oh, no. Absolutely fantastic weekend of football, even though it did end disappointingly for me. But... I was going to add at the end, or at least that's how you feel when you support a winning team. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, I think overall we had a good weekend, apart from the start of it, which got off to a boring start. Don't even start with that one. I'm leaving that so as much towards the end as possible. <laughs> yeah. But of course, there is only the one place we're going to start. Arsenal 3, Manchester United 2. Good God, this was great. What a fantastic game for a neutral to watch. Honestly. <laughs> On a... It was just pure imagine, brilliance. And I imagine being a fan during this as well. <laughs> yeah. Not the best 90 minutes, I can tell you that much. In what way, though? Uh, well, you said it's an enjoyable game, but oh, yeah. you are on the losing team, so yeah, that clouds your judgment. It's one of them, again, where I'm like, I can see the improvements, but at the same time, this, this squad is still not fully Eric Ten Hag's, and it needs changing. Like there's some players in that team from yesterday. I'm looking back at it and I'm like, how are you still at Manchester United, aka Scott McTominay? <laughs> well, it's name names. No, I am. Scott McTominay's <laughs> just so bad. Like the Fair fact enough. that you go from Casemiro to Scott McTominay. Yeah, like that was pretty clear how much Casemiro was missed. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent. Like if it only it was the way. It was his own fault. Yeah, 100%. I mean, if only McTominay played against Palace last week and then Casemiro was available for yes, yesterday, probably, it would have been probably, better. You, know, you would have lost that Palace game. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, but, but that happened. Uh, I think we need to stick with this one because just so something very nostalgic about it, even like before the match as well, hyping it all as they do. But now the half four game is actually good, so it works. Yeah, the whole game just had a bit of ferociousness to it as well. It was great. Yeah, and it felt like a proper old school, like early noughties, uh, Man United Arsenal rivalry that was going on for so many years. Wenger versus uh, Sir Alex, obviously. Obviously, Arteta and Ten Hag haven't been in the jobs as long as them two as of yet, and both are showing signs of progress with their individual teams, and it shows patience is actually needed of a fantastic job Arteta's doing there and yeah I, I know I've had my doubts over Arsenal potentially winning the league but I don't think I can have any more now yeah uh, more to discuss with that but we'll go through each goal individually because uh, at the start Manchester United went ahead yeah. Marcus Rashford is a goddamn beast right now <laughs> like every time he gets on the pitch you think he's going to score at least once in this uh, current form he's in. Yeah, it's just fantastic. I mean, Palace was the only game he hasn't scored in uh, for about six or seven games. His form is just absolutely electric at the minute. Yeah, like completely disposed of Thomas Partey, I saw from that goal, and then it was a lovely finish from the outside of the box. Absolutely uh, beautiful. Um, One of his best goals, um, obviously there was that one just after Christmas, where he'd ran from his own inside his own half and then got that goal. I think that was against Forest, was that? I don't remember too much on that one, but it probably was, yeah. 
uh, but yeah, not obviously not as much that he had to do, but it's still a beautiful bit of footwork that he does to get past party and then absolutely thunders it past um, Aaron Ramsdale in goal. And yeah, absolutely beautiful. And it was at that moment I was like, okay, this could be United's day. Get a bit of oomph going and get that killer second goal quite early on after that. But unfortunately, Eddie and Ketia had other thoughts. Yeah, before I get to that, when that Rashford goal went into you have the same reaction as Gary Neville. That, ooh. ooh. Yeah, it was absolutely beautiful. It was just like, yep. This that, was a, that was a man celebrating without trying too hard to celebrate. <laughs> it's just like, ooh, okay, that's nice. You just know his face behind that, and this is bad for, obviously, this being audio only. <laughs> you just know beyond it, he's, he's pumping fists going... <laughs> Oh yeah, it's one of them where you, if they had the because you know Sky have had the cameras on the him and Carrigo before, you would have seen him fully just jumping up and down celebrating. Oh, go go! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as you said, Eddie Ketia ruined the fun after seven minutes. Uh, one informing Englishman to another. Talk about yeah, doing I mean, the business. He has been brilliant so far this year. Yeah, I mean, I we both had question marks over whether he could really do it with Hayes getting injured at the World Cup, but. He look, he's undroppable at the minute, and gets yet. He's so yeah. so also because there is no other striker to replace him <laughs> as yeah. well. But yeah, he's coming and done very well. I think the debate now is around what's his long term future. Yeah, is does he much... go on to heights now? Is he a regular? <laughs> does, does he push Gary Hazes out the team? <sighs> I'd. It's too I early think... to suggest it, obviously, but like, mm-hmm. you know, those debates will start being had in two months. Yeah, and if you remember as well, uh, Hazers had hit a bit of a like, purple patch. He just wasn't scoring at all for a good while of games. I mean, he was still getting involved in the build-up to them, but he just wasn't scoring at all. So it seems to have helped Arsenal out, where I think most people, myself included, thought, with Hazus being injured, it would actually hamper them. Yeah, because Gabby Hazus has an impact outside of scoring the goals as well, which is well, a lot of people would put it down to that's why Arsenal are doing so well. Mm. But Nketiah has done just as good, even adding the goals as well. Yeah. I mean, like, it really has shocked me how well he's uh, done and it's just fantastic to see a good core of young English forwards doing really well at the minute. But it always it always felt like he had something because you know the highest score at the England under twenty one level. So there mm-hmm. was, there's obviously something there, but it's just him adapting to a more higher level, I guess is yeah. the way to put it. Which he started to get there, it seems, and yeah. Arsenal in the second half. Another young Englishman just shining. Bakayo Saka, <laughs> this guy, when he gets going, he's a joy to watch. Yeah, he he's. If it wasn't for Martin Odegaard this season, Bakayo Saka would be Arsenal's player of the season easily. I feel like that could be up to debate for anyone. Yeah, like he's just playing such brilliant football at this minute in time. It is just fantastic to see. Week in, week out, Saka's doing what he does, even if it is against Manchester United in this sense. He just looks fantastic. And 
one of the best uh, right wingers in the Premier League at the minute. Had Luke Shaw on strings. <laughs> yeah. Luke Shaw. It's bad enough in England training when only a couple of people are seeing it. Not even more so when millions are now watching it happen. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he absolutely dominated that right hand side and, like you said, made it uh, really hard for Luke Shaw in this one. Yes, but but the resilience of Manchester United came for it because they responded almost immediately with Lissandra mm. Martinez. The small yeah. guy scored a header. <laughs> exactly. Not so small anymore, is he? I don't know. I mean, Ramsdale may have gifted him slightly. Mini error. Yeah, I'd say it was a bit of an error. He should have done yeah. better there, Ramsdale. Martin has pounced like a butcher. Yep. Absolutely yeah. love that Argentinian menace that he is. Yeah, that's why he's wearing the headband. Uh, he picked up a knock uh, against Palace last week. Ah, that was what... Yeah, I think I remember that, yeah. Cause, but I have to bring the mood down for you again because we've got to talk about that light winner. Eddie Aguetia <laughs> stepping up. It's, I'm going to be cliche with this. Champions often have their defining moments in the mm-hmm. season. Was that winner that defining moment? The match go, oh, they've got this now. They're, they're going to do it. I- a hundred percent. One hundred I think it had the same vibes of remember Leicester beating Man City. Yeah. It was that. That's what I got from it. Yeah. Like you said, true winners will find a way to win games and that was it there for Arsenal. And they do look like they're just unstoppable at this minute in time. I mean, I think United fans would be would have been happy uh, with a two two draw, obviously. Not over the moon because you'd wanted to win these games, but a 2-2 draw, based on how Arsenal's current form, you would have been, yeah, that's absolutely perfect. Taken a point, gone into third place, still kind of in the title race, but now uh, 11 points. I just don't see Arsenal dropping points at all now, though. Yeah, we'll come back on Arsenal. I just wanted to add the last stuff for United, because it feels like it's one of those games for them. You go, maybe they win that in a couple more years or even next season. Like they're a team, as you said, they're still growing, they're improving. They want different players that are more suited to Eric Ten Hag. But mm-hmm. for Ten Hag, is like you can see what he's done and he's achieving what has been asked of him, which is way more than any of his predecessors did. Oh, 100%. I mean, let's be honest, he's, what, six, seven months into the job? Exactly, yeah. Done it in a short time of, frame. Yeah, what he's getting out of the squad, the players he's got, let's be honest, what four, maybe five signings he's made, including, obviously, uh, Valter Weghorst. Um, Why? That, that, I'm not, I know there's a reason that happened, but, yeah, that's not going to work, is he? <laughs> that man needs dropping. No, I mean... He's not going to work. I mean, yes, he's only been at the club, what, two weeks maximum? But they're just... At this minute in time, the signs are... He doesn't seem to fit in the team. He's there to... Like press, which he did very mm. well with Burnley. The stats suggest that. Yeah. But you need goals from him as well. You can't just rely on Rashford. No. But yeah, um, definitely promising moving forward. And I think for United now, they're just got to look back to getting to winning ways because obviously a draw and a defeat. Uh, they play Crystal Palace again after this FA Cup weekend, uh, the 4th of Feb. 
So, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a much inter better interested one. Um, I don't, because obviously that'll be after the windows close. I don't see United doing any more deals now unless some random loan deal comes up. They say it's quite quiet in the United background, really. Yeah, I, I think it's just because of the ownership and the fact that the fans know there's no money there at this minute from the Glazers. Yeah. Um, I don't expect anything to happen there. Players go out on loan, possibly the likes of uh, Anthony Alanga, Brandon Williams. Potentially Brandon Williams. <laughs> oh, did I? Until I saw something about him earlier, I forgot he was still at United because he's been injured for like a bit of this season. Um, but yeah, I think on the United front, improvements are there, but we, they will still uh, be a while away from winning the trophy. I don't think they'll be winning the league in the next two years, like this season and next season. I think that third year is when you'll see the Premier League potentially coming back to Old Trafford. I think they're still got a chance obviously with the Carabao Cup and exactly don't knock the Carabao Cup <laughs> yeah and potentially an FA Cup trophy which I think trophy in his first season with the squad he's got and the situations that has happened with United this season okay the Ronaldo drama the ownership drama as well I think you could say that's a good season if they get a trophy and the top four yeah if you looked at how mixed the start was I think you should absolutely be taking any trophy win yeah 100%. Arsenal, on the other hand, though, looking really, really much like champions now. Yeah, the thing I wanted to add, because you'd said the resiliency, that sums up Arsenal immensely in this game, just as much. The, the good spirit, the looks of it, that's not something that just happens. Like that, You have no. to build that up over a number of years, which he's absolutely been given, for, even yeah. for all the tough times. All those moments when fans called for his departure, yet here we are now. And he's now loved by every single one of them because it, it worked out in the end. Yep. I mean, the only person on this is a film. This is his film yes. worthy. The only man that hates Arteta at this minute in time is Richard Bloody Keys. Imagine being the only guy who hates Arsenal now. Yeah. It's so, so strange. I can't help but stress watching an AFTV video when they're happy is an odd experience. <laughs> yes, I mean, the good old days of the banter era could be coming to an end and probably have done, actually. It's OK, but all their tweets are still. Yes, and <laughs> you'd be able to find their old videos, even if they have deleted them themselves. Someone else will have re-uploaded them. <laughs> yeah, but that's fine. They deserve them. They probably deserve the happiness after all the the... The sadness they've been through. Yes, but um, I think again, though, even if it's not just this season and seasons going forward, if we get a competitive Arsenal, competitive Man United for the title, competitive Man City, like as long as no one team is running away from it, I think they can always count on the Premier League being a, the great league. Then, and the fact that it is happening is something that I'm very happy to see, even if it isn't Manchester United winning the league. Exactly, the more teams up there, the better. Yeah. And we'll just go on to those other teams. Man City, 3-0 winners against Wolves. Erling Haaland just destroying more stats again this weekend. We ran out of adjectives and superlatives to describe him ages ago, so why are we bothering talking about him any further? There's nothing more to add. He's destroying everyone. Yeah, I mean, he's just ridiculous. I mean, He was about to be put on fraud watch for not going 
for going two games without scoring. Mm. I mean, that's what now twenty four goals this season in the Premier League, which I the, the, I saw that's more than any of the Golden Boot winners in the, the last three, four, six, three or four seasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> come on, come he's on. now got four hat tricks. And only Alan Shearer has scored more hat-tricks in a Premier League season. The stat was he got to four hat-tricks in 19 games, which the last player to do it was Van Nistori, who did it in 65. <laughs> yeah, that's, like, that's, that's not on. That's not on. <laughs> hmm. I mean, we already know he's the golden boot winner. So Five it's just by possibly or Martin Odegaard. I feel like you can't just, yeah, I don't know, it's that weird thing of can you, do you, do you just give it to an Arsenal player because they won the league or do you just literally give it to the guy who has been unbelievable and scored all these goals and been so crucial to Man City? I think that's what's going to make it an interesting thing is whether it is going to go to Erling Haaland for breaking all goal scoring records or will they give it to an Arsenal player for winning the league for the first time since, I don't remember the last time they won the league, was it Invincible year the last time they won the league? Yes, what I say. <laughs> uh, anyway, it doesn't matter on that. Uh, yeah, no wonder they've all piped up and they're all happy. It's always option to have it. Yes. Uh, enough stuff with Man City just absolutely dominated Wolves, despite like you'd think um, they would have scored more in the first half. I think chances they had definitely should have been more than one nil up at the break. Um it's going to take a while for Wolves to get used to this Lopetegui stuff. There's still some players I'm like, mm, are they really Lopetegui players? Yeah, for well, what I've said of Wolves, it's finishing games. Oh, they still look a little bit like they can't see games out. Well, but that just comes in time, really. I think they're, yeah. they're not going down. They're a lot better than that now. I think they just see out the season. Hmm. I mean, there's definitely a lot worse teams at this minute in time in the Premier League than Wolves. And, Get more to them, like. <laughs> yes. Uh, and the fact that even with defeat this weekend, they're not in the relegation zone. And also another thing that could potentially end up saving them is the goal difference because they're on minus 18, whilst Bournemouth, who are one directly below them, same points, but they are on minus 23 goal difference. Yeah, but Wolves' goal scoring hasn't been too great either. And they've signed Mateus Cunha to solve that, I think. But he, I don't know. I don't think that, that's enough, considering how much they got for him. Yeah. That's not good. I, mean, I know he's on loan, but with the buy option, supposedly, as well. I think it's already been made permanent. Did I they already make it permanent? I yeah, I think he, thought it was a, it was a I thought I'm sure it was a weird thing where he only had to play like three games and it got made permanent. I know Wolves have got a history of that. They've done the loan to buy things. Yeah, I'm but, sure I remember seeing somewhere saying that they'd already made it a permanent deal. But yeah, goal scoring hasn't been their favourite season. They, I mean, I think I'd like that. They already got rid of Gonzalo Guedes, didn't they? The and Fabio Silva's gone out on loan. Yeah, like, it's a lot like, of money being They spent 40 wasted. million on Fabio Silva and he's not even at the club anymore. For the rest of this yeah. season, well, we said at the time that was way too much for him. Yeah. Well, speaking of Wolves' goal scoring problems, only 12 goals this season. That is the lowest in the Premier League. Yeah, it's not good enough. They're lucky they're not down there defensively. I think it's just about 
save them. Mm. They've got to, they have they are in a position where they have to hope there are three teams worse. Yeah, and I do think at this minute in time we are seeing that there is still three teams worse than them. Yeah. Uh, before we get to them, I'd like to carry on with the top four. So Newcastle drawing nil nil with Crystal Palace. Not the result the away side would have wanted. It wasn't really a great no. game to watch. I had it on the back. I don't, can't recall even paying much attention to it. Mm. I mean, three draws out of their last four games now for Eddie House side. All against teams they probably shouldn't be doing it against, except maybe Arsenal. Well, yeah, Arsenal, I can say that's a good point for that them. That was a good point. Two. Palace yeah. and Leeds, they should be beating. And the Got fact that they haven't is just really poor from them. Not ideal. And it's also is brought into my mind. Top four should be the target for them now. Oh, wonderful. Well, they've started. Yeah, Could they be four. on a bit of a Leicester-like situation from a couple of seasons ago where it just fell away completely at the end and they end up missing out? No, because I'm looking at fifth through ninth and I don't see any of them teams being good enough to pip Newcastle at this minute in time. Yeah, I can understand your point of view. With that. A lot of it, whenever I see that debate, it goes, oh, everyone's like, Liverpool are going to be good. Chelsea are going to come good. Tottenham are going to come good. Have you watched all three of them lately? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, none of them. Maybe next season. They don't look like getting anything good. right now. It's, you know, I don't, like Newcastle have to rely on factors that aren't in their control it's a little bit. Yeah. But they have also got to start winning games. Otherwise, it does start looking a bit more worrying for them. You don't want to yeah. be looking over your shoulder. No. You you want the door to be safely closed and not be worrying about a potential burglar coming into your house. That's just an odd analogy. <laughs> yeah. As, as soon as I finished that analogy, I was like, that's a really good Oh, should analogy. I say that? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, st- speaking of daylight robbery, Everton, <laughs> their, oh. their owners are committing fraudulent acts right now. Beaten 2-0 by West Ham. Rumours intensifying yet again for another week of the sacking of Frank Lampard. The rumour now is that it's going to happen. Yep. Come on, guys, get on with it. I mean, as of time of recording, so uh, 2.30, I just want to make this clear, as of 2.30 on shocking, the Monday, Shocking how it just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> yeah, he still hasn't uh, been announced yet, so... No. They are, and it's going to be announced once we've finished recording. That's just how it works. But Mm. a lot of this, Lampard's not the one taking the brunt of the assault from fans. Not the physical assault, because that that was deemed untrue. Because of course it was. (laughs) Just the verbal assault. It's all being directed to the owners. That relationship couldn't be further apart if it tried. It just takes me back to the Franti Lerner days, although this feels a hell of a lot worse. Mm. Just bleak. For the blue half yeah. of Merseyside. Well, I mean, both sides of Merseyside. Not I knew really you'd say that. When I, wrote, when I had that down, I was just going, he's going to say someone Liverpool. <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, it, it's obviously worse uh, for the blue side. I mean, 69 years in the top flight. Never, never been, been relegated. Never been relegated. I don't see... I Unless they get a miracle worker in, I don't see how they can stay. Because the team is just bank average players yeah. and uh, even calling them bank average at this minute in time is really lucky yeah. and nice i mean you look at the options and say how did they solve this so there's only one it's a new manager because they're not oh, solving anyone 
No. I mean, the only player you can say has been constantly a good-ish player. Can, can you been... even say anyone? <laughs> I'm sorry. That's, That's why I, I said good-ish. I've been waiting for the name here, and then I'll see whether I agree or not. Amadou Onana. Yeah, maybe. I feel like it's been moments. He's been... He's the Adrissa guy of this Everton team. And Adrissa guy is literally in this Everton team. Well, yeah, he was playing next to him on Saturday. Exactly. God, he's he's not that great anymore. Adrissa guy, yeah. he's not very good. Hmm. I mean, you just look at the rest of that team, though. Pickford. We'll Actually, can I put Yerry Mina in, in the conversation? Yeah. Please have his moments. That's lucky from yeah. the outside. I don't, and Everton fans, I think, themselves are maybe a bit less harsh on him. Mm. Or was that, that just that one group that we're confronting him? Could be just the one group. Uh, but yeah, there's not much to be celebrating for the blue side of uh, Liverpool at the minute in time. And I do look at that squad, I'm like, well, who's the, who's the leader in this squad? Who's the player to get them motivated and go, lads, we're in a fucking dire position here. We don't turn this shit around. We're going down. It's more shocking when they have two li- the biggest ones in Connor Cody and James Tarkovsky. Like, how is this failing so badly? Tarkovsky's clearly not a good defender. <laughs> no. He had that one season where it looked good and it was like, oh, get him in the England squad, he looks great. Come on. <laughs> I don't think so. I, no. I don't know what's happened to Connor Cody. It's the last three years, because I think if you really think back to it, his last season at Wolves, he was poor. There's a reason Wolves have let him go. Yeah. And then you look at the forward line, Damari Gray, Alex Woiby and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. They mm. they just don't look like scoring goals. Yeah, it's an odd one with Damari Gray as well. He has it in moments. Calvert-Lewin's not been the same since he got injured. Mm. It, it feels like some of these players need a season in the Championship. I look at Calvert-Lewin especially. Get a season yeah. in a lower league. Get a few goals if you can, if you're still at this decent level. Get your confidence back. Yeah. It feels like at the point where Everton are now at the same point where Aston Villa were in 2016 and how I felt. It's like, we need this relegation almost, in a way. Yeah. We need it's to reset. Kind of, yeah, it's like... A, it's going to hurt. Just about to say but it. my God, we need it. Mm-hmm. Massively. It is a whole like, cultural reset and go, right, we're not actually not too good to go down because we are piss poor a season away from the top flight can help us and make us look better and give us our confidence back. Yes, fans will hate it and obviously the money's different in the Championship compared to the Premier League but it is something that I do think has been dawning uh, on them for the last two, three seasons. If I can add something, like if it ever goes down to the Championship, I think it has the same effect that it did when a, a Villa were down there and Newcastle were down there the 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 eyes and the championship grow and I think that just helps mm. out the championship even more for a team like Everton being down there would put a lot more eyes on that league yeah a uh, question though so we're just planning that Frank has been or it will be sacked if it's not now it has to happen at some point <laughs> Stop who, who goes in there who go, honestly, who goes in and replaces him? But do we do we come up with a sensible option and a joke option? I mean, you can do whatever you want, mate. I'll I'll get it. 
But we know the sensible option. His name is Sean Dosh. Mm-hmm. Literally, I don't know how this man is still not in a job. It's quite shocking at this point. Mm. But if we were going to the footy option, Stephen Gerrard is right there. <laughs> I mean... Which one do we currently... run guys? <laughs> Currently on Skybet, Gerard is fifty to one. If they hire Gerard, I have no sympathy for these owners. No. They deserve everything that they get, and I couldn't feel any more sorry for Everton. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm he's sure good enough that he's good. not going to get the Poland job. Yeah, I mean, Fernando Santos is getting that. Uh, so I'm just going to run you through who Sky have got as the favourites at the minute. So Sean Dunch number one, which yeah, I think everyone would say. Big Duncan, number two. They tried that. Ferguson. They tried that twice and it yeah. wasn't going to work. <laughs> Third favourite is Marcelo Bielsa. Oh, God. See, it feels like Bielsa just won't ever go to another English club. I 100% agree. Fourth favourite, Wayne Rooney. That just seems. Although, like, as likely as it seems, I think Wayne Rooney has actually been a bit outspoken. About the current situation as well, so I don't know if he'd step into yeah. it. And I just want him to develop more as a manager. Yes, he did really well at Derby, given their circumstances, but I, I want him to stay over in America with DC and try and build something for two, three years before coming back to England and try and his hand mm. out potentially the Everton job or somewhere else. And if you're smart, you go somewhere that you can build something. Like right now, yeah. Everton's a mess. You stay away from that. If you're a young manager trying to build something, you can get away from that. (laughs) Yeah. And then the next favourite, and this is the last one I'm going to say, the team that just beat him. David, yeah. But that one feels like... So it's an odd one, because I was going to say West Ham. So they won the game, but I don't know if this actually changes their fortunes, because I don't believe the situation is too great either. No, it's not realistically. I mean... Yes, they've moved up the table to 16th, 18 points, but they don't really look like the team that we've seen West Ham over the past couple of seasons. I don't know what's happened at the club that's made them just drop away, but it is a weird state of affairs. And obviously, uh, David Moyes knows everything about everything because obviously been there for, what, 12 years or so, 10, 12 years. Didn't he talk about the stuff as well? I feel like I missed those comments as well, but I don't know. It's an odd one, isn't it? Would he want to go back in this situation as well if he cared that much? That's a difficult one because the the only person that goes in is someone who the owners would just want and isn't someone who's going to question them. Yeah. They're in a tough spot now, Everton, and it just feels like one that could only end with relegation. Yeah. But I do think they need a fresh mind that hasn't like looked, been at the club before, whether it be like player wise or manager wise, and they just get that fresh, fresh cultural reset. A new manager brings new vibes into the team and instills confidence. Just brings them. any vibes. That's what yeah. they need. <laughs> yeah. Uh, last thing we want to say is uh, Lampard. I think if he go, if he goes, so we need to just add. This man's next job needs to be in the championship. Oh, needs to reset. He needs to reset. Championship or below, or in a different country. Where I've got a reunion with Derby. Nah. 
uh, again, I just not right I now, obviously, because they're doing all right with Paul Warren. He's doing decent. If Paul Warren then doesn't step up enough in the championship, no, I I think for me for Lampard now he has to drop down to the third division, League One or two, just to get a right footing and or somewhere abroad. Yeah. So he's out the media spotlight. We need to add this as well. You were talking about oh Wayne Rooney somewhere at a high level where he's having success and I know Gerard's not going to have this like thinking as well because because he's he's too he's got too much pride and wants to have a top job in the Premier League but British managers are failing right now because they're going into the big jobs too quickly and again all former players that were great football players don't make good managers none of them have been good Arteta is probably the rare example right now yeah out of the Current top twenty managers, two had good careers. Well, maybe three. Arteta, Guardiola, yeah. Antonio Conte. He puts it down. I'm saying like in the Premier League at this minute in time. Like naturally, yeah. You, the you, rest you. had average or poor careers. I mean, what I say that managers. when we talk about expires, I'm talking more of Norse's era. So anyone for the new millennium? Onwards, yeah. and Arteta's the only one. Mm-hmm. I mean, even if if we go down a division, look what Michael Gary Carrick O'Neill is... doesn't count yet. <laughs> I know Michael Carrick's only been in the job for about two minutes, but look at the job he's doing. He can't even beat Sunderland Ian in the conversation. <laughs> but he's doing. He's done a good job there. He got them from what was it? Yeah, twenty no, first in the championship to now uh, sixth. He hasn't gone in straight away at the top level. Yeah, yes, he did. Those score, two, three. <laughs> yes, he had those two, three games in charge of Man United, but that doesn't count. He's gone to a championship club. He hasn't gone to look for himself at the Premier League, and he's working his way up the managerial ladder. And I think that is something Lampard and Gerrard need to do, but I don't think they've got the confidence to do it. Yes, Lampard may have done it at Derby for a short while of time, but as soon as the, the season Chelsea... they did well, maybe he was helped by getting the loans in from. Chelsea, like you Mason Mounts, you'd pick Arizona, they're doing all right now. Yeah. Well, as soon as the first chance to jump ship... Couldn't be the villa, though. <laughs> the first chance he had at jumping ship to join a big Premier League club, he took it and he should have said, if he had any sense, look, Roman, I'm not ready for this job yet. Let me prove myself. I would, I would disagree in that point, being that Chelsea were in need of a reset at that point. So I felt like it was a decent appointment but i i knew it wasn't ever going to work because of the fact his managerial uh, career hasn't been going long and it's just inexperienced at this minute in time yeah maybe but yeah, we're droning on so yes, let's have a look at the rest of the premier league yeah from that drone to another one <laughs> southampton. Yeah. oh boy southampton and villa a win for Unai Emery's tricky villains. <laughs> I mean, a late win, let's be honest. A, a 77th minute from Ollie Watkins. I don't care. Good time to be a Villa fan right now. We are the best performing team so far in 2023. Only Arsenal have won more points since Unai Emery was appointed. I thought you were both level on 16, or was that before yesterday's game? Before yesterday's game, because you can remove United yeah. from that situation as well. Yeah. I mean, done a fantastic job. Again, um, you've seen some players go. 
Danny Ings, I don't think it's going to be much of a miss, obviously, now moving to West Ham. Unai Emery Ball looking good at Villa. And, yeah, things are looking up for all years, could I say. Yes, a great start. And so much so, we're now three points off the top six. Whisper it, whispers it quietly. Get your drink. Yeah, I don't think you get your drink up too much that like you get in European football books. I know, I did this last time and it went drastically terrible. Although, I've made a mistake in saying that. I'm apologies. I forgot that we should be leading with the Sky Sports narrative. So... Villa now move 11 points off the relegation places. Why is that yeah, one of the leading lines, guys? Yeah, that, that's not a thing that Villa were ever concerned with, let's be honest. Like, when Emery came it, in... We're, we're five points yeah. off fifth. <laughs> yeah. We are closer to the Champions League than we are relegation. <laughs> exactly. Talk about this proper stuff in this situation. Oh. Yeah. If we're talking the game itself, the dro- the not I forget the drone for a second actually. I want to talk about else. <laughs> VAR probably not at its best in this no. one. Uh, uh, very 50-50 on that disallowed Saints goal. I.e., fifty percent like I understand. Fifty percent I'm a Villa fan and no, it's not a, <laughs> a foul. <laughs> He's stood on his ankle. That's what he on about. <laughs> yeah. I mean... I'd have been I'd have been annoyed if that had been taken off us. Yeah, it's one of them where you're happy it happened in your favour, but again, you're disappointed that it it went it would go against a bit like the Rashford, uh, Bruno Fernandez stuff from last week in the Manchester mm. derby. It's, it's very similar. It's, stuff it's always like it's all very subjective. Yeah, yeah, but I I fully believe that Villa should have had a penalty as well. It was the second one, which convenient. I don't know, you probably didn't watch match today, but. No, it was a disgrace to highlights package that one. I showed all of Southampton's chances where Emmy Martinez was just showing why he's the best goalie in the world and did barely showed any villa chances. I mean, you know what? Including uh, the, the two penalty like... calls that we had. <laughs> oh, God. Very annoying. But I guess we have to talk about the drone. That was spotted in the stadium vicinity. Um, I have to ask now, what were you up to Saturday afternoon? Uh, I was out at Morrison's. You was out, was you? Yes. Can, can anyone prove that alibi? Yes. <laughs> With security cameras at Morrison's. Yeah. yeah. It was weird what happened because my stream went down the second. <laughs> you, you what? Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. No, sorry. I was not streaming anything. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Met Police will have nothing on me. I always claim my browser history. <laughs> FBI, oh, oh fuck. <laughs> oh, uh, oh. Yeah. That was a laugh, what it was, but one that wasn't a laugh was Chelsea against Liverpool. <laughs> I mean, that was a great segue, but yeah, you are right. It's just, just fuck off. <laughs> That's all I can say, it's just fuck <laughs> off the Met <laughs> was Their positions were summed up completely. With this game, neither team had any quality in that final third. Just boring. Any time a commentator is telling me that this is a tense affair, guys, like that's code for what a load of shit this is. Yep, it really is. It's just yeah, cool, whatever. I'm having to commentate on this game because I'm here. I don't want to commentate on this game, but I am commentating on it. 
This is terrible. Like, the only good thing about it was, understandably, Mikhailo Mudrik getting his first minutes, and he's all right, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, he looks quite decent. Don't... There was the one move he he got for about three players and then hit the side net, and I was like, oh, no, you, you're a threat. <laughs> oh, God. Brought the game to last a little bit. So you've just yawned then. <laughs> so yeah, it yeah. That's just because I'm remembering the game, that's why. Yeah. Um, just yeah. Add, both teams have got their problems, but look at the bright side. They're only 12 points off the relegation places. <laughs> and a lot of oh. thing I've seen this quite late on. Jurgen Klopp's 1000th game. What a boring 1000th game. What a terrible bus. There was some light leading light in this because there was a line that he said afterwards. I don't know if you saw this. Jurgen Klopp had said, well, Arsenal Wenger lost his 1,000th game 6-0. I'm glad that didn't happen today. <laughs> <laughs> what an unnecessary dig. But <laughs> mm. Arsenal Wenger. I don't know, why is he just getting shots thrown at him for no reason? Yeah, he's just too busy trying to solve football. <laughs> <laughs> no. Actually, he deserves all the shots. <laughs> his situation still. Oh, good, yeah. Uh, well, run through the other results. Bournemouth 1, and Forest 1. Not much to say that. Forest are getting some runs now. They're getting away from the relegations. at 13th or 12th last yep. time I checked. Yeah, doing 13th. well. 13th. And uh, Leicester 2, Brighton 2. Oh, my God, Brighton. How do you keep doing this? I no idea. Do they, do they, they just got a factory somewhere where they're building these players? Yes. Because Matoma like, is another one. Yeah. Their scouting system is fucking incredible. What is it? Um, the YouTuber FNG, Niran, as yes. someone we watch a lot of, his, his tweet was fantastic because it, it gained a bit of mainstream attention as well. That, so what about Brighton would sell trot? They can sell trots because they've got like a region. <laughs> yeah, they've, got, they've got a young 19 year old Colombian region. You know what? It, it is just true. But it just gives credits to the Scouting Network how they always keep finding these gems and play, paying so little for them. Mm. I mean, Evan Ferguson. Ruben's last hot is lad. already putting in an 80 million bid on him on Matoma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Evan so Ferguson. contracts are already signed. <laughs> I someone, say, someone say, what if they like secure a move with Matomas or Arsenal and then get Trossard back on loan? I'd take that as a loss for Brighton. Yeah, probably stage. would. And the other final result leads Neil Brentford. Neil, I had this on in the background as well, and not much happened either. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, I was going to say. Uh, Jesse Marsh not looking quite good for him at the minute. I mean, it's always missing. They're lacking a goal. They've got quality wide players. Nonto again just looks good. Sinister has moments as well. Brendan mm. Aronson's decent. Tyler Adams is decent. The team's there. They're just not scoring. Yeah, 100%. Um, there is still one game, though, this weekend. Fulham Tottenham is later on tonight for us. Tasty. Um, Interesting as well. Is it? Yes. In table fact, is it? Is it fifth against seventh? Yeah. Uh, Fulham will go above Spurs if they win. So from my standpoint, I don't want either team to win because I'm looking above me now and I want top six. I mean, as a Villa fan point, yeah, and mm. to be fair, 
I just want Fulham to win just because <laughs> it, it would be like if Tottenham's week is going to get any worse then that would happen rumors of Conte not signing a new contract to circling Harry Kane rumors as well although he's come out but he hadn't come over sort of come out today that maybe he will sign a contract again in the end we'll stay with them is he just wanting to be fucking a Alan Shearer region just not go and stay with the one club for ages and not win anything again. It's a weird point because the main link for Harry Kane is Manchester United and would you have him? It's one of them where I was thinking about it when I first saw those rumours last week. I'm like, he could have the Robin Van Persie effect when Van Persie came in. Yep. Wins you the title. Phenomenal. He's guaranteed goals every season. But then at the same time, I'm like, I kind of don't want to be paying 85 million for him. I was going to say, you want it for the right price, though. Yeah. Someone that's out of contract in 18 months' time as it stands, I'm not paying 85 million for him. No, and especially one who is a little bit inconsistent as well. And he's not the kind. Actually, then again, does he fit what Man United would want? I don't think he. He's not a pressing striker. He might come back, but he's never been someone who presses well. No. And that's why I'm like, I'd rather look somewhere else, whether it be Victor Osimhen, Goncalo Ramos. For some reason, like the name, I don't know why, considering he's agreed to join Leipzig, Benjamin Sheshko keeps coming yeah, up. Yeah, that one's still... Like, he's agreed to join Leipzig in the summer. Like, that's all that's Do you not know how this works? Every Salzburg player goes to Leipzig first. Yeah. Um, not so, all of them. <laughs> yes, true. It's one of them where I'm like, I, I would take him if we can have the same effect as the Van Persie one. Dortmund as well. Yeah, but so going old like, school. That's really old school. But at the same time, I'm like, oh, a Villa fan. <laughs> it's gonna happen. Yeah, true. I just, I don't think it will happen. Mm. I'm being more logical than illogical, and I think he he stays at Spurs. This summer. Yeah, but of course Spurs' on-field issues surely won't get in the way of anything. <laughs> you know, we've got a lovely time off-field. Uh, I mean, the future around Conte, though, that coming out was just all they needed. And it almost gets worse. We're, we now move on to European football talk and understandably restart in Serie A because Juventus are in ruins. <laughs> Again. Okay. <laughs> like this isn't the first one. This is yeah. what the third or fourth time that have you seen the yeah, they were asking Juventus fans, is this worse than the last one? They say yes, we're actually at fault for this one. <laughs> I mean down to ninth in the league uh as well. Now they go ninth after drawing. Yeah. So on twenty three points because literally from Fourteenth through to them in ninth, there's three points. It was like, I looked at punishment and I went, "That's not going to be enough." So they're eleventh, they're only fifteen points. Well, they'll just catch that back up. And then Atalanta said, "No, you're not going to do that." They should have been banned from Europe. Yeah, just. It will be interesting to see if there is any further punishment handed to them. It sounds like they might be. It feels yeah. like there's more to come from this. Oh, 100%. And I think they said they were going to appeal it. What? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the fact that it's coming out, yeah. that it does seem like it's actually you lot that did this and you're the ones that messed up. Um, I don't think you're going to have much of a yeah. leg to stand on too much. Yeah. You mean to tell me that 
these like are guilty like this team that were behind the European Super League concept. Yeah. What? No, I didn't know that. No. <laughs> these were the main, like them, along with Barcelona and Real Madrid, have been the two mm. biggest. But if, if, if you do the actual digging, this is even like bigger than that. It's other stuff as well, transfers. There's like there's all mm. sorts of white happening going on. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look at their transfer business over the last couple of years. I mean, the Paris, the stuff that was sus enough. Oh, did we? Did we not say this at the time? I feel like this must have gone round. Like this is weird. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. We did, and it was just yeah, it was all out there a lot of the really. Yeah, it's not like it was ever hidden from us. Let's be honest. I mean, if us two can spot it, anyone can spot it. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, no, if I can get somewhere of it. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, drawing 3-3 in the end in uh, the league, obviously not ideal for them to try and move back up uh, the table. Napoli beating Salernitana 2-0, uh, Victor Osserman scoring as well as Giovanni Di Lorenzo and the Salernitana manager is still in charge. <laughs> he hasn't been hey, He's lucky it wasn't as worse as the last one. Yes. Uh, Torino beat Fiorentina by one goal to nil. Uh, Roma beat Spezia two goals to nil, and we haven't had Inter or AC Milan play because Inter play Empoli later on today, and Lazio play AC Milan tomorrow. Should we head to Germany for yes, the Bundesliga goal fest? The goals, 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 goals. I mean, I'm happy it's back now. The Bundesliga, Jesus Christ. I mean. Yeah. We normally start with Bayern. Dortmund having their <laughs> annual like, let's have an amazing game and nearly lose it. Yeah, I mean two young English players scoring, Jamie Bynum Gittens and Drew Bellingham scoring. Yeah, that that other one. What was his name again? Bino Gittens. Him. Uh, yeah, he'll be the next Bellingham that we start talking about. Yeah. Oh, when are you coming over? Like another Madueke in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, good news uh, off the pitch. Uh, Yusuf and Makoko has agreed a new contract with them, so to be staying. Yeah, I think that's the right move. Yeah, yes, the right move. And it also means Dortmund can make bank if they do end up selling him. Yeah, I mean, give him. Which they will. <laughs> they will. They just will. Give it two years, and yeah, they'll be cashing in a hundred mil for him. Yep, wise business. That's why I always look at Dortmund. I think they're the best like that. Yeah, uh, but like you say, very shaky game for them. Uh, absolutely everything happened in that going 1 0 up, then 1 1, then taking the lead just before the break. But then, uh, Emerging Demovic equalizing on the stroke of half time. You're thinking, oh gosh, what's going to happen here? Then Gittin scoring, and then within a minute, A of him coming on, and B of that Gittin scoring, David Kalinas equalizes to make it 3 3. And then Gio Reyna silences the crowd and his critics with the goal to give them the win. Yeah, it was a good game. But it's also the moment that should be mentioned. Sebastian Haller made his competitive return as well. Yeah. And uh, absolutely brilliant to see. After, was it four months after being diagnosed with cancer? Something like that as well. I'd seen something. It had it written on his boots. It said, fuck cancer. Yes. <laughs> what a guy. 
Absolutely brilliant to see uh, Hallett back in action. I was also going to say it's more shocking to Dortmund considering Augsburg are 15th in the league as well. Yeah, I mean, like we said, though, it's Dortmund's annual just crazy performance. And there was another crazy performance that I was talking about. Cologne winning 7-1. <laughs> Against Werder Bremen. Like, I mean, both I mean, of them were in the same position, pretty much, but that's still a very good result for them. Yeah, 5 nil up inside 36 minutes. And I've just seen another shocking one. Freiburg, who are fourth, lost 6-0 to Wolfsburg. Yep. Like, ugh, what happened there? Goals. <laughs> Goals, and I would say Wolfsburg are currently on a five-game winning run. Yeah. At least. It might be more, but on the table I'm looking, it just has the five wins. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, what a crazy weekend in the Bundesliga, man. I do love the Bundesliga when it's like this. Bayern might win the league all the time, but that level below it, it's just Second so Second below is just crazy. All in on Union Berlin, though. Yes. I mean, the only team that aren't doing anything exciting at this moment in time is uh, Schalke. Yeah. Not good. That hurt to Berlin as well. Yeah. Very... Uh... Interesting to see how to down there. Yeah, let's move on. I want to talk Spain. Well, you could talk Spain, how hard is they? <laughs> I mean, where do we start with Spain? I mean, Atletico Madrid. Got Not some good. sort of resurgence there in that one? Uh, yeah, you you think so. I mean, Raul Valla did lead and maybe not the team to judge them against, given their in the relegation but yeah wins a win they've done yeah. well and looked good in that one just white his stupid hair yeah i'll let him do what he wants now yeah sure to be fair uh barcelona just about beating getafe one nil pedro with the only goal in that one yeah they did very well with that i think the big win as well is real madrid winning two nil yes Villarreal getting a win as well it keeps them around the top four chase yeah, uh, they're just outside on goal difference at the minute, Villarreal. Saucy Dad winning as well, keeping them third. Yep, so very interesting uh, battle over in uh, Spain, actually. Yeah, uh, to France next. Uh, Although well, it, was the, it was a cuff, it was a cuff, I just realised that. Yeah. Uh, so, the only thing I can talk about yeah. France this past week is PSG's fourth kit. Oh my God, that is beautiful. Oh, they don't fail with these kits. No. I mean, I'm going to have to need bite. to do more football shirts. I'm telling you yeah. that they need to do more. Oh, 100%. More teams Get in need the football shirt business, Jordan. guys. I think you want more yeah. money. Sponsor a team. Yeah, 100%, because they never, ever fail with these kits. What would they do with Claret and Blue? <laughs> I mean, end up making you look like uh, the Charlotte Hornets. <laughs> oh, God, no. Oh. <laughs> Shit, no. Uh, Do you know anything yeah. more? No, anything uh, yeah. Cavs like or Miami? I'd take that. Yeah, to be fair, they are. But will, if Jordan chances. were to go into the football business, they're going straight to Liverpool for obvious reasons. Is it? But you, you would. Like, isn't LeBron part of the? The thought mm. LeBron was in the. FNG or he knew them and he had 
The Bronx claims to be a Liverpool fan. So he's not part of he's not part of Jordan. He's got his own brand, doesn't he? He's a part of Nike, but they're not part. He's not part of Jordan. I don't know. I forget these things. <laughs> you're the basketball expert. <laughs> well, that's why I said you were wrong in that sense. Well, I was um, wrong. Yeah. Don't listen to me. Exactly. Stop listening to this podcast. Why are we bothering? Don't do that. Continue to listen to the podcast, even if he does get it wrong sometimes. Don't we all? <laughs> exactly. Um, FA Cup weekend this weekend, isn't it? I don't care. I'm not. The team's not involved. Well, both the men's and women's game are all on FA Cup weekend, so you can't one avoid I'm it. all for. Until you get knocked out. <laughs> I don't, so well, I can't see that happening, given the opposition this weekend. Yeah, never know. If never you're knowledgeable of the women's FA Cup, you'd you would know our opposition. But if they want to be knowledgeable of women's football, where can they go for that? That is, of course, on women's football talk on YouTube and WF Talks on Twitter, and women's football talk on Instagram as well, where you can keep up to date with all the latest stuff, including the faster call that was yesterday's game between Chelsea and Liverpool. Yeah, I wish we had time. Speak of that. Actually, no. Yeah, let's do it. What a farce. What a goddamn farce that was. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've known a stupider thing happen in football in recent history. Imagine that happens in a a men's game. It wouldn't. Exactly. (laughs) There's some sarcasm in that. Mm -hmm. The the pitch inspection would have happened and the ref would have went, nope, not playable, cool, game's off, see you later. Yeah. I I just know. I use common sense and my Saturday league days when I see an icy pitch or even a slightly icy pitch and walk out and go, is that good? <laughs> mm. As soon as you can hear the crunch underneath your boots, you're like, nope, this isn't good to be playing on. Yeah, it's just ridiculous. And how do you solve the issue? Well, the undersole heating is one thing, but that costs. There's obviously an easier issue, and it's playing the men's stadiums when they're available, which coincidentally... Stamford Bridge was available this weekend. So was Tottenham Stadium. As was, as was the Amex. The Amex. For Brighton. Yeah. Yeah. So all three, games, all three games that were postponed could have been played at the men's stadium. It's always like we need to start making that move. Exactly. But as he said, come and be a part of the 546 subscribers. Mm. <laughs> uh, and counting. Join the community. Yes. Uh, that is it. Uh, I'm just checking that Lampard hasn't been sacked as of yet, so we can't continue on that. But obviously, any news comes out on that, we will talk about it on the next podcast later on this week, where we'll be previewing all the FA Cup action and any talking points from the past week. And until then, make sure you like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. Make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel as well, where this podcast is uploaded in full. And that you are following us on Twitter, at Pod as well. Until then, we'll see you soon. Oh, look, they've sacked him. <laughs>